Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and I had a thing written down that I wanted to say to you all, but something changed last minute. Today, we have, for the very first time since March 2020, our guest in the room with us. And I am just, my mind is blown. (laughs) I I don't know what to do anymore. I I don't know how to be sociable. I don't know how to look people in the eyes. What is going on? Stop the orange carpet, roll it out. It's been so long. Oh my God, yes. Uh, So let's get to it. Um, Let me introduce my cohorts really quick. Uh, The guys that that drink with me because drinking alone is a sad, sad business. Who are you guys? (laughs) Pedro, your mixologist. Ryan, your music connoisseur. And our guest today is a Los Angeles-based singer and songwriter from Oregon. She grew up on YouTube and made the pivot to music after a friend left his guitar in the back of her car only a few years ago. She used that moment of serendipity to build a blossoming career for herself in the indie pop scene. She released her smash album Bad Ideas two years ago and spent her quarantine reimagining several of her songs with the help of artists like Mr. Wives and Chloe Moriando. Her latest reworking of her song Games saw her working with the indie darlings Lovely the Band, and that track is currently climbing the alternative charts. She sat down with me for Atwood Magazine only a few months ago, and she's here today for part two of our riveting interview. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Tessa Violet to the pod. Hey, it's me. (laughs) I'm here in person. Miss Violet in the house. Yes. Thank you. I love to hear people say my name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. We're excited to have you. And you've had a busy couple of weeks, haven't you? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that we had that interview a couple months ago, I'm like, what is freaking time? I don't even know how it works anymore. <laughs> yeah, just um, slamming for this radio campaign, which is very intensive, but also very rewarding. Yeah, I saw that you're getting on the radio right now. Yeah. Super yo. exciting. That is yeah, awesome. Get- Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah. Are you recording a bunch of uh, station IDs? Yeah, not too many, but I'm hoping there will be more coming. They're really fun to do. It feels very classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're here with Tessa Violet in the morning with Charles and the Brick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. <laughs> well, again, I'm happy to have you here and excited to talk all about your music. But first, let's catch up. What has everyone been listening to this week? There's a new tribute album to Gang of Four called The Problem of Leisure. Oh, no way. It's a two-disc album, and it's got a ton of artists on it. And LaRue makes an appearance doing oh, damaged shit. goods. Fire. LaRue doing the, Gang of Four? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. If you know, you know. And they got <laughs> they got a lot of good, I think John Frusciante's on it. It's like a crazy murderer's row of people on it. And I think the physical doesn't come out for another couple months, but you can stream it. Mm. So do that. They're amazing. Yeah. They're one of the greats. Yeah. Uh, pretty hardcore leftist politics. Oh, yeah. And very noisy guitar. Dancy, too. <laughs> got it all. Love to hear cool. it. Cool. I've never heard it, so would love it's, to hear that. Think, I think you're going to like it would like to go next i'll take it away yeah in an extremely hard left from there um <laughs> <laughs> my uh on repeat second to games uh is kiss me more by doja cat hey. i freaking love that song 
Oh, that second verse is constantly on loop in my head. I've also been listening to New Invention by I Don't Know How But They Found Me and a lot of Ashniko. I love her. Are you guys into her? Oh, yeah. I've never heard of her. Myself. Wait, <gasps> myself. Wait, what? I thought that you Dang. mentioned her. No, wait. I'm going to, I'm racking my brain here. Call in. Let us are know. Are you on if TikTok at all? Yes, I am. You've probably heard a bunch of her songs because so many of them are so big okay. on TikTok. What's the big one about Pornhub? On your browser, <laughs> pussy power. I'm a big boss Bowser. That's her. It. Oh, it's so good. I love her. <laughs> She's great. I feel like Luna Aura was the one who talked about her. No, it was someone. It was someone we spoke to, brought up Ashniko, and that's why I turned to you, Pedro. I'm like, Pedro loves Ashniko. Yeah. No, Ashniko is so your vibe. It's me. Yes. Ashniko is you. Well, then I, have, I better get into it. Um, but I'll go next, I suppose. Yeah. Me, I always love a good funky vibe. I always love a good just ambience with like a nice beat to it. And a friend of mine hipped me to this guy named Debule. And if you're into like Chromeo, International Pony, Zap and Roger, like this is totally going to be your shit. It's just some good funky beats. He's got some great features on it. Just lovely soulful shit to listen to anytime all throughout the day. People over, if you're just trying to get some work done, do it up. Mm. And I'm going to take yet another left turn from that. <laughs> I'm just swerving all over the road. So I'm continuing my blues kick from a couple weeks back. I've been listening to a band called Ida May. They are a duo, a couple of white kids from the UK playing Mississippi blues rock. And they're doing it in like the tradition of American storytelling. I love their song from their new album, Click Click Domino. And the song is called Deep River. And it features Marcus King, who's a guitarist. His album El Dorado was nominated for Best Americana Album at the Grammys a couple years ago. And this song, this song, Deep River, it just starts with like this really intense like acoustic guitar. And it's a song about two people leaving the Mississippi River Delta and try to make it in the city. And over the course of like five verses, their lives just fall apart. And it's, it has like this great escalation. I've been listening to it while I run this like blues song because it just, it builds and it builds and it builds. And it features one of my favorite lyrics of all time. It's like the part of the story where they're like, they've run out of money. They're like in the welfare line. And the line goes, Mr. Bank said he could help, but I could see his teeth clicking like a tiger before fresh meat. Well, I know it's, it's intense. So Ida May, they're on tour with Willie Nelson this year. Wow, yeah. Cool. So, and they're playing in Irvine, I think, in October. So, check them out. <gasps> oh my God, shows! Shows! Totally, they're <gasps> happening. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't wait. Um, so to so come back to punk, though, do you know the band Pup? Yes, I do. Oh they're my God. From the God. UK? Are they from the UK? They're too? from Canada. Canada. Um, okay. Morbid stuff. They're like most recent album. That was my favorite album that came out Ooh. that year. So good. Uh, that's so. on. It's going on the playlist. Now, now, yes. it's now, now it's making it on the playlist. I was about yeah. to say that any song that we mention on the pod goes directly onto the playlist. So you can use that power for good or <gasps> evil, Ooh. whatever you want. I'm very excited about that. Or any kind of alignment. Like, uh, what, what, what chaotic be, neutral, if you like. Yes. What cool. is, I was going to ask, what is a chaotic neutral song choice to put on this playlist? Friday by Rebecca Black. Yes. I love her. That was too quick. You've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Am I chaotic neutral? I feel hmm. Hmm. I think I'm chaotic good. We'll see what we'll see what happens by the end yeah, of the episode. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I think it's time that we moved into the bar. Who's ready? Let's do I'm it. Ready. And we are back on the mocktail train today, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yep, yep. Yeah, baby. 
Well, that, you know, that is great because the Toons and Tumblers bar has the best cocktail menu in L.A. County. We don't have a lot of competition. All these bars are lacking, <laughs> yeah, honestly. It's true. It's true. Like, who has a good mocktail menu here? Who, yeah, who, has, who runs a place that's so below board, but so, like, extravagant with the drinks? Yeah. Who has peanut shells on the floor constantly, but never serves peanuts to James eat? Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> James Joyce. James <laughs> Joyce. He had a, an answer for that ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> In Santa Barbara? Yeah. Peanut wow. shells everywhere. But you could never, but could you, presumably you can eat them. I wouldn't. <laughs> well, despite the fact that the liquor is staying in the cabinet today, we still need to show the bouncer your ID. Did you bring something with you today to show him? I did. I brought something. Oh my gosh. Oh, there's, a, there's a box it's that like she's a, opening. Like you're you're going to pull something alive out of there, aren't you? <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Are all our know. problems about to get dealt with? We need to be healed, baby. So so I brought a singing bowl. If I start crying, it's nothing. (laughs) That's okay. If you start crying, you have to let it out. So this is a crystal singing bowl. It is not natural crystal. I think it's, I heard actually this weekend that these crystal balls are made from recycled computer parts, which I also think is very cool. One man's trash is another man's singing bowl. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm very new to this. So if anyone is listening to the pod who is very good, good at bowls just know that i've literally been doing this for like a week but it's been something i've been very into i am in the past year especially with the pandemic got extremely into meditation and have been wanting a bowl for a long time and i finally was at a store and i saw they had one and it's been a big part of my last week so felt like the thing i should bring to id myself it's really pretty do you like to hear yes, it yeah please. i would love yeah. to yeah. stays singing yeah it's still going what do you got to say <laughs> oh my god you got to say you're enough as you are thank you singing bowl. sell your do- doge that is dope yeah thank you so wow. i've been using it this week to like to meditate and to also like sing over i've been thinking a lot about lately how i i, I think that songwriting is honestly just channeling because songs already exist and people who are songwriters are just um, opening themselves to allow that song to enter into our wet realm. (laughs) But I can get really afraid because it's so easy to have an ego about being a songwriter. You know, it can make you feel really powerful. And then you have a lot of fear around, well, what if I can't do it today? Or what if Mm -hmm. nothing good comes? And just trying to reorient myself and be like, yeah, you know what? (laughs) The ability to channel is just a gift. Like surely it has nothing to do with me. It's just something that I can bring to the world. So I've been using the bowl this week and just like singing over the drone and just kind of singing whatever comes to me. And, you know, sometimes it's dumb shit, but it's helpful to like be comfortable with dumb shit, you Mm -hmm. know, be like, yeah, that's okay too. Get it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't have to be a critic right now. (laughs) So yeah, that's me. That's Tessa. Love that. I, I love that perspective. That's very much the Michelangelo, like, I'm not sculpting. I'm finding the sculpture that's mm. in the marble. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Is that Michelangelo? I thought it was SpongeBob. 
<laughs> oh, it's both. Oh my it's gosh. Both. <laughs> F is for friends who do stuff together. U oh is for ukulele. There's one for the uh, playlist. Hey, N is for no yes. survivors. <laughs> plankton. That plankton verse. It's fire. <laughs> plankton with blacked out in the booth on that verse. That was <laughs> he was channeling. He never writes anything down. <laughs> <laughs> it's all. It's all up here. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, I think that our bouncer is entering a stage of enlightenment now. Ooh. So why don't we just he's slip floating on floating off the ground? Whoa. Wow. You've done it. Wow, he's done it. Oh, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I was just present for it. He did all the work. That, that is, is cool. That is incredible. Every time a guest comes in and brings something, I'm just blown away. <laughs> uh, I'm like a I'm like a, a mother. I don't uh, I don't play favorites. <laughs> But but Tessa, it's Who's you. Mother? You, you yes. brought in the best. Oh my god! Thank God! I love being the favorite, so I really like to hear that. Can I tell you what I was gonna bring before I thought of the singing bowl? Sure. I was like, what I really want to use is my ID, is my nails, because I'm very proud of them and they feel very me right now. They're extremely. I Those don't know cool. if you ever watched Sailor Moon, but. Um, oh, yeah. Go ahead and look up the like season three transformation where like the glitter like flies onto their nails and they're oh, like shit. moon prism mm. power. Will it be Mars star power really? And they're beautiful. But I'm like, if I bring that, they're going to think I just forgot to bring anything. <laughs> <laughs> but we did are... you do those yourself? But... No, oh. I got them done. I only just got into it. I actually had never had like a manicure before three months ago. And now I do it every two weeks. I love it. Mm. A lot of new things. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, we have a show to do. We are in the bar. It's time to dust off the counters. It's time to start up the jukebox. Ryan, do you have something for us to listen to today? I think so. Today we are wishful drinking with Tessa Violet to release <laughs> single games. <laughs> Recorded with Lovely the Band and released in April of this year via Tag Music. This is such a fun song. Uh, and anyone who's read my Atwood Magazine piece already knows that I think this. Uh, we got to talk about it at length and, and this idea of taking the old and making it new when something is fresh yet familiar at the same time. And I think the new version of games captures that brilliantly. Thank you. Yeah, I really like the new version. I fucking love Mitchie's voice on this. I think that's really fun. Adds a lot to it. And the production is bigger on this one. And I think that's dope too. And it's it's resonating with radio. So there you go. Yeah, baby. Third week on Billboard. My first Billboard song. I know. It's so, it's so cool. That's really, really dope. Congrats. Thank you. But before we talk all about God, that. I'm so glad we got her now. We need. <laughs> I've been looking at these drinks on the table for half an hour now. We need to know what they are. Pedro, so, what are we doing? So you mentioned people who have read your article. I read your article. Um, Aww, and I've obviously listened, listened to the song quite a bit. Um, and I loved the idea of sort of not being able to trust your own thoughts and instincts and, um, you know, like the gaslighting kind of aspect of everything and how, is it a lie? I don't know. Yeah. So that was sort of the inspiration for this drink. I wanted something that didn't taste how it looked. Mm. <gasps> so this drink, if you look at it, is opaque, dark, black. It is just, it's, it's, a, you're staring into the void in yeah. this drink. And I also thought it kind of went with um, vampires playing, you know, oh baseball. God. I was like, it's nice and dark. I like that. But when you taste it, it is a refreshing, bubbly, aromatic fruit medley. It's got watermelon. It's got guava. It's got little tiny bit of banana and strawberry. It's got mango. It's got a little bit of the Liars American malt that we used with Adam Melcher just to give it some spice and herb components. And then it's topped with some sparkling water. You can use whatever you like. We're using peach ginger sparkling water today. Um, and then it's just garnished with some mint. So it's really refreshing but it doesn't look like it would be so light and refreshing. And it's called a gaslighter. Ah! 
Oh my God, what a great name. And it's so beautiful looking. I'm stoked. Do I try it now? Oh, yes. yes. Please. Now, we, please now we toast. Cheers, Cheers everyone. Cheers, everyone. Lahayim. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, guys. We had an actual toast. We haven't done this in forever. Oh my God. That is delicious, Pedro. Oh my God. Wow. And you know, Tessa, I, I think we talked earlier about how like one of the main problems with mocktails is that you don't get that herbal aromatic thing because yes. it's missing alcohol. But if- oh, I also uh, muddled a little bit of mint and basil in there it's with some lime so juice. so good. Sorry, you're saying. Oh, no, no, no. It's fine. Pedro, this is Pedro's show right now. He's been using these alcohol-free spirits for a lot of these. So I kind of love them. Yeah, they're great. They, because they get, like you said, they give you that aromatic component to it, but it doesn't overpower the drink in any way. It's nice and balanced. Um, and I'm, I'm a big fan of drinks that like aren't very sweet. I like them refreshing. I like them cold. I don't want them too sweet. I want some flavor, but nothing over the top. And they're sort of perfect. I think we've used um, liars and like Seedlip. Yeah. The most Seedlip is also good. Yeah. I think this is the best mocktail I've ever had. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Thank you for inspiring it. It's beautiful. It is like, I feel like, again, as a non-drinker anymore, <laughs> <laughs> most of the time mocktails are like way too sweet because there's so yes. much sweetness in them to balance juice. against the liquor. Yeah. Yes. And this is so like light, refreshing, like or the herbalness is so wonderful. Truly, it's the opposite of my experience with the boy that I wrote games about. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> Woo. But yeah, I mean, this gaslighter told me he was going to be dark and heavy and then mm-hmm. he was light and refreshing. Exactly. I'm glad you like it. So what you said, vampires playing baseball, I think if people haven't seen the video. They might not oh, know yeah. the reference. There. Well, I'm sure we're going to talk about it. Let's talk about the I, video. I'm sure we're going to talk about it. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. We're well, going to talk I'm gonna, about it. I think I'm going to get on the floor because Tessa is making it look so comfortable. That's oh, great. Everyone should be on the floor more often. <laughs> this is, yeah. I will never get up. So Ryan wants to talk about the video. It's, uh, we got to let people know. You got to check out the video. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, so tell us about it. It's based on, you're alluding to, I love it. We have a Sailor Moon reference and now we have <laughs> Twilight <laughs> reference. So tell us about how that happened. Yeah, that was a yes. lot of fun. It is a shot for shot remake of the baseball scene from Twilight. But then also it, it's longer because that scene is like, you know, a hundred and seconds long, mm-hmm. basically. And that song's three and a half minutes. But um, yeah, there's a great, I mean, you should watch the video, but also if you want to see, there's a TikTok I made that is the scene back to back and it's pretty amazing <laughs> how alike they are. Yes. It just seemed like such a ridiculous idea and I love ridiculousness. So we did it and yeah, vibes. Nice. You got an actor from, you yes! got, right? Oh my God. We got Peter. Amazing. They're in person. Daddy Carlisle. Can you hear my air quotations? Yeah. <laughs> I think the star of the show is um, Peter's dryer going off in the background. Oh yeah, that was that was a mood. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. So as I mentioned in the intro, uh, you had kind of an unconventional start in music. Do you want to tell that story? Yeah. So I used to be a vlogger. I mean, that was fun. I, you know, I, I was a really creative kid, and I wanted to. I was really drawn to the telling stories and to the creativity of it. Um, and I started doing that in two thousand and seven. So like way before like the word influencer was even a word and i mean before youtuber was a word for (laughs) i was doing it professionally for so long and people would be like wait what do you do they just didn't even know (laughs) but then in 2013 my friend left his guitar in my car and moved and i just thought it was such a shame that no one was playing this beautiful instrument and i was like well maybe i could learn how to play guitar 
and I started playing and then like, you know, three weeks in, I could play like, you know, some Death Cab for Cutie and I was like, okay, well, three weeks ago, I couldn't play guitar at all and now I kind of can. Like, what else could I do? Maybe I could try writing a song. And then it was just like, oh, this is what I want to do with my life. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, that's been the path ever since. That's kind of amazing that 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 sort of serendipity can happen. Yeah. I, I mean, I really feel that you know, I, I'm telling the story and I'm, I'm paraphrasing it. I'm going to tell you like, and then I knew there was no other path for me. But like the truth is that in actuality, I knew I had this desire, but I felt like I can't do that. I don't know. Like, I'm not a very good singer. You know, I, I loved to sing as a kid, but I also grew up in a very competitive environment. And I was like, not one of the best kids, you know, <laughs> always no, auditioning for things and not making it. <laughs> So it was this like thing of like this back and forth of not really being brave enough. But every time I like wasn't sure, feeling like the universe was just pushing me back toward it. When I came and recorded like my first project in L.A., I was only supposed to be there for the weekend. And then I flew back to Canada. But I got turned around at the border because I didn't have a work visa to be in Canada. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you need to go home. Uh, where do you live? And I'm like, well, I live in Canada. And they're like, okay. <laughs> they're like, well... <laughs> where do your parents live? And I'm like, New York. And they're like, okay, we're going to see you back there. I'm like, well, can you just send me back to LA? And then I went back to LA and I like finished that project, which, you know, would that have happened if not for being turned around at the border? I don't know. Damn. You know, it's yeah. wild. Hmm. That is crazy. Has something ever happened to you guys that like kind of sent you in the right direction or in a different direction that you wouldn't have expected? Mm. Oh man. They yeah. Hate it when f- I turned the tables f- on yeah, them. A, f- a friend hit me up and it was like, I have this idea for a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this one? This one, yeah. I mean, honestly, it was just like this. I think I was making drinks at a friend's party one time. And then sometime after that, Anthony was like, I've got this idea. And he was writing an article about the main. Oh, yeah. I think it was. He's like, he's like, I really want to put a drink with this. Can you think of something? Yeah. And so I did. And it was really fun. Um, and here we are, season three of the show. Wow. When I started writing for Atwood Magazine... Our editor-in-chief, Papa Mitch, he was like, I want everyone at the magazine to have their own thing. What do you want your thing to be? And I pitched a couple things. Like, what, like one of them was uh, just what has Anthony been listening to for the past week? Just like a, a chart or something. He's like, well, a lot of people do that. And I'm like, oh, th- I got this other stupid Try idea. Again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, pairing drinks with albums. And he's like, do that. Cool. Yeah. So here we are, two years later. We're putting things out into the universe. In in three years, we're gonna have John Mayer on the pod. Yeah, and in, fuck yeah, manifest oh my God, it. That would be so dope. And in six years, we're having Snoop Dogg on the oh, pod. That's right. Yeah, we yeah, talked about we talked, talked about, about this. <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna have time. He's now uh, an employee of Def Jam. That's right. <laughs> wow. Well, they can all come. So let's get back right. to the interview. <laughs> well, yeah, no, we have to yeah, get back yeah. to Ryan. We only yeah. had we only had Pedro's answer. Getting involved in college radio, mm. discovering oh, college yeah. radio station. Mm. That was the path. That set everything in motion. Did you feel like going into college, you knew that that was something you wanted to do or is it something you stumbled into? Mm, I kind of knew I wanted to be involved, but it was helpful in that I didn't, I didn't like where the school I was going to until I found the right people at mm. the station. Usually the, cool, the right people are at the college radio station, no matter where <laughs> you are, if there is one. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was, a, that was a game changer. The thing that really changed my life was when my roommate and I in college, we were making short films for people and we couldn't find anybody who knew how to mix audio so he just comes to me one day and he's like we could do this like we'll just do it 
Mixing audio is so hard. <laughs> and he just, yeah, I mean, like, we didn't know. We bought, like, a, a Zoom recorder and, like, a microphone and a boom pole. And we're like, this is all there is to it. And then people started calling me because they knew me as, like, the guy who could do this. And then I realized, oh, shit, the well goes deep. Like, there is so much I need to learn. And even, God, eight years later, I still feel like there is so much I need to learn about this thing that I've been doing for a living. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. That's you know, sometimes the biggest gift is not knowing how deep the well goes. I feel mm-hmm. that way a lot looking back on my life. I'm like, yeah, if I'd realized how far it was from like where I began to where I am now, I would have been like, I don't know if I can do that. But yeah. I just didn't realize how much there was to it. So I'm like, ah, I can do that. Mm. <laughs> you might as well figure it out as you're going. Yeah. So you're not intimidated. <laughs> yes. What I've learned from Tumblr is that no matter what you're into, the well goes deep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Tumblr? Like the blog site? Yeah. Non-tunes <laughs> and tumblers. Oh. You thought you knew what kind of erotica you liked. <laughs> <laughs> but boy. <laughs> oh, no. Buddy, let me... Uh... <laughs> Y'all like feet stuff? Let me, t- yeah. let me talk to you for a minute. <laughs> no, it's oh, boy. Rest in peace, the real Tumblr. <laughs> What the real, built the real, the real one. <laughs> Listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, then go you're Google t- it. Then you're not old enough to be listening to this show. <laughs> 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 so I, I want to talk a little bit about reimagining. Games is a reimagining of a song from ban- Bad Ideas, but in a literal sense, you reimagined yourself from YouTube star to musician. So what do you think really made you embrace that transition? I wish I had a very easy answer for it. I mean, on one hand, people who knew me through it, they're like, whoa, that was crazy. Like you had the successful like YouTube career. And then one day you said, I'm an artist now and this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's not along for the ride, that's totally fine. No hard feelings. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, th- I-, I guess I did do that. And they're like, how are you? Weren't you afraid that like you would lose your fan base? And I was like, no, because I just figure that, I don't know. Uh, what I was creating now, music had value and people who liked it would find me and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, uh, I guess, following desire, you know, being honest with yourself about like, what do you want? And then being brave enough to go for it. People get so wrapped up in this fear of failure. I'm afraid mm-hmm. that it won't happen. And it's just like, but what do you really lose if it doesn't happen? You've still had an experience and you've still learned something along the way. So, right. yeah. You learn a lot it. more from failing yeah. than succeeding anyway. <laughs> Yes, and everyone fails a million times before they quote unquote succeed. And what is success? You know, people should talk more about their definition. How are you going to define success? You should know going into things what you feel success is so that then when you get there, you can appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I know so many people who are more successful than me who don't appreciate what they have at all. You know, they always like look out on the crowd and they're like, I wish it were bigger. I wish it were more or I wish I were doing this or that. And I'm like, dog, you have so much. (laughs) Think about when you started and you had no one coming to your shows. Like you just said. This crowd is <laughs> yes. big enough. This crowd. Exactly. <laughs> this stadium could be bigger. Yeah. <laughs> so in our previous interview, we talked a little bit about your live stream event, Bad Ideas, the experience, and you said it was kind of like a farewell mm. to the Bad Ideas era. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> That's funny. It's just, I- I'm laughing because like, Yo, games is doing so good. Dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like it's still going. And now we have a very cool remix for games coming up. So what does this chapter in your life, the bad ideas chapter, 
what does that symbolize for you creatively? Ooh, <sighs> okay. So two things. I mean, writing it, the album is very much about like getting sober. So <laughs> the album itself is about like a very like hard time in my life. But then the other side of that album is that it's also like the album that put me on people's radar. Like Crush was my first big song. So my feelings about bad ideas, you know, are so positive, even though the songs are very sad. And like the joy of getting to play to people and have people come to your shows. So like when I think of like the era of bad ideas, I think about feeling very grateful and feeling very excited and being on tour and color. You know, there's so much color in the visuals of bad ideas. I love color. So even though the I guess even though the album is very sad to me, it is very like good, big. I have good feelings about it. The music itself feels very celebratory, even if, you know, you're singing about difficulties in, in trying to change your life or, mm. you know, quote, get better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I feel like at least in my experience, there are a few ways you can get through something. It can be a, a slog. It can be difficult. But also you can find joy in little places wherever you can. Yeah, that's beautiful. I have to think this way. I'm I'm studying to be a therapist. So <gasps> Wow, that's so cool. I just drop a little nugget in every episode about <laughs> I'm in school right now. <laughs> We're going to make school. our listeners a little better with each episode. Yeah. We're going to change well. this podcast. It's going to be weekly therapy with artists. And cocktails. And we're, no, we're only going to serve hot tea and coffee. Hot tea? Hey, Pedro, <laughs> what kind of hot tea are you serving up today? Well, today we're having a nice uh, Earl Grey with some honey. Ooh. Ooh vibes. <laughs> I thought you were going to spill some real tea there. I thought you were Listen. What's the tea? Girl. What's the Sierra Madre what is the, tea? What is the Sierra Madre tea? <laughs> Gold line stop shut down. <laughs> you, know the, you know the girl in the Statue of Liberty outfit trying to get you to go into that insurance place? You heard about her? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So our area code is a Sierra Madre area code, which we don't, I mean, Ryan knows where that is. I don't know where that that is. I don't know what you mean. It's where nope. we are. It's where we are. Mm-hmm. So it's a state of mind. Get your head on straight. <laughs> it's a state of mind. It's a state of mind. And if you want to learn more listeners, subscribe to our Patreon for $7,000 a month. <laughs> yes. We're still just trying to get one. We're still just trying to get one. <laughs> I just have a Beauty and the Beast VHS on eBay for $12,000. <laughs> Someone's going to buy it. And then if you include st- if you include Mrs. Potts, maybe they will. Yeah. Wow. Then I can get the hell out of Sierra Madre. <laughs> we will explain Mrs. Potts <laughs> in a second. So bad idea is the experience. I, I need to confess really quick. We talked a little bit about it. You threw all of your tour money into doing like this big extravagant show that you could live stream to the world. Three different... Uh, Three different times, right? Yes. So <laughs> your publicist got me a ticket to that. And when I signed up, I was I could only get into the Asian one. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was like, okay, I need to wake up at 3 a.m. to watch this. <gasps> and I set my alarm for 3 a.m. And I was off by one hour. So I tuned <gasps> oh, in no. and like crush was happening. And I'm like, God no! dang it. <laughs> I like got up at three. I was like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to watch the show. And Dang. I hate to tell you this, but you actually could have tuned in at any point in 24 hours following the broadcast oh, and no. watched the whole thing. Wow. I thought that I just missed out on it. Talk well, about bad ideas. Oh, that no. was Let's Talk about a bad idea experience. You got to watch Taiwanese baseball instead, at least. Right? <laughs> I was so mad at myself. But yeah, uh, so talk a little bit about what it was like to put this on in the absence of being able to like really be out in front of people. 
Yo, it was freaking awesome. It was amazing. I mean, it was the first thing I'd done in like a year playing with my band again, who I freaking love. And, you know, the, we chose to do it. I mean, it is like it's 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 different from a live live show in that it is more like these like live music videos. And yeah, it was fun. It was creative. I feel like I got to tap into a new part of my like star power that I'm discovering, which was really fun. <laughs> I hope someday that I can tour with dancers because that was really fun for me to get to be on stage with them. That's dope. Yeah, right? Um, Lots of costume changes. So, yeah. I mean, really only good things to say about it. Do you have anything else like that planned right now or is it now getting ready for tour? Mm, Neither, sadly. (laughs) Um, I mean, right now, I'm just, we're just working on... um, you know, games, being on the radio, that's a big deal. And um, I spend a lot of time like hanging out with fans and like talking to radio stations. And then later this summer, I hope to get back into writing. So you have been reworking these other songs. What was that experience like for you? Not just working with those artists, but being able to essentially create these songs all over again. Mm, Super fun, super creative. I mean, when you write the songs and you sing them all the time. I don't know. It's just a different experience to get to hear someone else sing the song. Cause I'm like, Oh damn, I am a good writer. <laughs> <laughs> and I like really like love and respect all these people I got to work with. So yeah, I mean, if, it made me feel very cool too. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Hearing other people being able to put their spin on your music. I mean, that's gotta, that's gotta be so validating. Yeah. Like, those are my <laughs> words. And now this is our thing. Yeah. Validating is a very good word for it. I agree. Mm -hmm. I don't create in that sense. I really enjoy what I do. I enjoy getting to talk to people who are out there like making good music. And I think that's why I love my job at Atwood. It's for me, it's all about elevating those voices. And when I get to hear like that people like what I wrote about them Mm. or if fans are just like, oh, they'll, they'll like drop into my DMs and just be like, I really like what you had to say about this person. That in itself is validating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I told you this, but yeah, your article was really, really good. I felt very seen by that. And Aww. it was, everyone wants to be seen. It feels really good to be seen. And I can really ramble in interviews. So <laughs> I appreciate it. You made me seem real concise. A quick question about, you know, redoing these songs with new people. Does does hearing someone else, you know, singing your lyrics, your melodies, like in their own way, does that sort of, because I mean, you're already so close to the songs mm. they are from you. Mm. Does it sort of make you look at them in a new way, in a different way? Like, this feels a little different to me now. Like this feels like it could also mean this or, you know, like in like now I'm thinking about this instead because I've heard someone else do this. Ooh, it, it hasn't made me feel like different in that way of like, oh, it didn't occur to me that this lyric could be taken this way. Mm-hmm. But it does just make me experience it through like as if I'm hearing it for the first time. Oh, OK. And I'm like, yeah, wow, cool. I like that lyric. I like that thought. I love freaking and Mandy's vocals on board. Damn, mm. she can sing. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope to see Mr. Wives in concert someday. Did you see they're going on tour in December? Mm-hmm. Yes. Resilient little tour. Oh God. I think I things are think really going to speed up now that we're entering back into the world. Agreed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got tours planned. Everyone's got their festivals. Everyone just wants to get outside. Yeah. So this is all going to be a new chapter for us, for everyone. But I want to know, what does the next chapter for Tessa Violet look like? Oh, my God. What a great question. Mm. You know, I am really in a phase where I am discovering that for myself. I think I've done a lot of work, honestly, just in this spring 
but I guess all year um, healing like work around my voice and my relationship to music and my voice. And when I came in, I talked about like the ego with writing, but also if I'm being real, I've had a lot of like <laughs> trauma I've had to work through around my relationship to my singing voice and to being a singer. You know, I always wanted to sing, but I felt like I was a bad singer. So I'm like, well, if I write my own songs, no one can tell me that I can't sing. Mm. But then there's this, you know, ego tied up in the writing. And you're like, well, if I don't write today, do I get to sing? And just trying to work through like, oh, that's like all bullshit that doesn't help me. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't serve you, put it down, you know? And just like learning to enjoy my my own voice and the sound of my voice and to be comfortable with the identity of singer without having any ego attached to it. So that's one thing mm. that I'm finding a lot of freedom in. And as for like what my next like album looks like, I've, I have some songs I really like, but I feel it hasn't quite revealed itself to me yet. So I'm still exploring. I'm in the exploratory phase. Mm. Haven't quite seen what's inside the marble yet. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) Stay tuned. Mm. I want to back up for a second because I really liked what you said about like writing your own music because then no one can tell you that you can't sing. Mm. I was thinking that's kind of like karaoke syndrome, Mm. but that can go two different ways because when you go into a karaoke bar, there are the people who can sing the songs like really well, but then there are the people who- They should be banned. Yeah, get them out of here. No, but then there's the people who can't, but they're still having like the best time. Yeah. And they're way more entertaining to watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they are way more entertaining to watch. Someone who loves that they're up there doing it. Yeah. Loves yeah. it. You love it. Yeah. Everyone gets into it. Yeah. So, I mean, with that in mind, like, what do you think it takes to be considered a good singer? Or is that just subjective? Should we just get rid of the idea of a good singer? Hmm. Well, oh, my God. First, I would say, objectively, I am a good singer. So the idea that I have any <laughs> hang up around it at all yeah. is completely absurd. And I only like sing, quote unquote, not well when I'm afraid. So it's like, just put the right. fear away. But secondly, is is there anyone a bad singer? That's such a great question. And it's so funny. I've been thinking about that so much this week. I really feel very powerfully that everyone should sing. Mm-hmm. Everyone should sing. If you are a human and you're hearing this, you should sing. When kids are little, like when they're five and you ask a group of kids, like, who sings? Everyone sings. Yeah. They're like, I yeah. sing, you know? But as you go on, if you ask kids every year, by the time you get to sixth grade, you're like, who sings? And it's like, "Mm, maybe a tenth of them sing, you know, because now they feel like only people who are good are allowed to sing. But I think to to be human, like singing is a part of our humanity and we all should be comfortable, like letting it out. Honestly, let it out. Let it out of you. Sing because there's joy in it. No one's judging you. And if anyone is judging you, here's the truth. It's because they have an unmet desire. They're fucking jealous. Yeah. <laughs> God, I love that. It's good for you. Yeah. Singing is like good for you. Mm-hmm. I feel like spiritually and physically. Yeah. Isn't it like it's good for your lungs and like your heart and everything. And then it just feels good. I believe it. There's this relationship psychologist specialist someone who came up with 30 questions that bring people closer. Mm. And, and we're going to go through all of them. <laughs> no, right? We're going to do, do one. We're, we're almost we're out of time. So uh, we're going to do one. When was the last time you sang to yourself or to somebody else? Oh, well, I sang to myself uh, <laughs> earlier today with the singing bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I sang to someone else two days ago. <laughs> also with the singing bowl. Release which... the singing bowl demos. Release <laughs> the singing bowl demos. 
We um, demand. <laughs> yeah, with two of my friends, one who sings a lot, one who um, used to sing, and she, you know, had had felt like she kind of lost her voice recently. So we were doing, you know, kind of a meditation with a singing bowl, and I was just singing, you know, kind of whatever comes out of me, like anything you want to say, and it can be something stupid. And when you like let yourself do that, you also like let other people feel that it's okay to let out their voice too and that if they say something stupid that's fine no one cares mm. you know we're just having fun so those are the last two times i sang <laughs> <laughs> i sing in my car whenever i'm in my car like an hour ago yeah I sing shit tons when's the last car. time you sang to someone to someone that would have been uh last time i was in san diego so like a couple weeks ago Ooh. is it like a family thing and there's usually like a, there's usually a guitar yeah around so yeah so someone picked it up and we started yeah. Mm. yeah, I don't know. I'm a shower. I'm a shower performer. So, artist, shower, shower artist. artist. <laughs> yes, shower artist. That's me. To someone, let's see, let's see. I'll get back to you on it. I'll release the demos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For me, I sing to myself constantly. The in the tunes of my favorite songs, my songs that I've had on repeat, but I change the lyrics to make them about how much I love my pug. Oh my God! What's his name? His name is Pierogi, and usually, if we have, if we're in person, usually Pierogi makes an appearance, but he's not oh. coming today. My mom has a pug. His name is Pippin. Oh my God! <laughs> mm. that's, anyway. that's a great performance right there. That, yeah. Uh, so I will sing those songs to myself, and I think that I've actually sung games, but like made it about Pierogi. Yes. For some reason, and then I like. I don't know if this counts, but then I will continue singing and like sing to him these yeah. songs that I've I've reimagined as pug songs. Yes. Pierogi remix. The, 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 release the pierogi demos. Release the pierogi demos. <laughs> All dogs deserve to be sung to. When I sing games like my own goofy version of games is um we vibing and everything with you is vibing and I don't want to keep on vibing. I love the sick vibes in a song. My manager likes to say for the opening line, I almost hate to put it out in the universe, but I'm going to say it. Um I don't want to touch my butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, just have relatable. fun with it. <laughs> yeah, have fun with it. Fuck. What's fucking life for? Well, I think we've kind of gone over time a little bit with the interview portion, but I want to just wrap things up with a question for the group. We've talked a lot on this show about change, wanting to to get better, looking back on changes we've made over time. And I want us to take a long view of that for a second. Hmm. Do you feel that through all the changes we undergo that we are still the same person Whoa. or do we become in a literal sense, someone else as we reimagine ourselves over and over again. Hmm. What do you think? Me? Yeah. This is a real ship of Theseus situation. <laughs> is it the same ship? Is it or the is same it a ship? ship? Is hmm. it? I don't know. I think that we do become different people. Hmm. I, I'm going to requote this uh, that Lily from Beach Bunny said when she finished her album. She said. I love her, but I can't relate to her, even <laughs> though she created that. And I feel like I can look back on myself. I'm like, yeah, I love him, but I don't relate to him. Mm. So I don't. I think that I'm a different person now, for better, for mm. worse, well. just in in a lot of ways. Hmm. That's a good. That's a good line. I know. I like I that's that. upsetting to me. Yeah, I don't know if it I makes could me say feel. Like... Sorry, you go. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> makes me feel bad. The idea that I'm someone else, although I really deeply relate to that statement of. 
love her but can't relate i mean i yeah. feel that way about a lot of bad ideas i'm just like yeah, yeah don't relate anymore but <laughs> girl sounds like you're having a tough time but i'm like am i not that person anymore and like when i think of myself as a child am i fuck like am i not that person anymore Ugh, i don't like that idea i don't know if it's mm. true but i know i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> what do you think i i, I don't I don't know if I feel like it's that you're a completely different person. I think obviously you change, you learn and you grow and it's maybe the way you interact with people and the world around you that changes more than who you actually are. Mm. And maybe well, wait, okay, I think maybe I you, just, you just learn more about yourself and how to respect it, I think. Can, can I Hopefully. Th- yeah. What's your question? Who are you? Who like how do you define you? who you are? You know, because right. I think who I am being capital B has not changed. Mm. And things that are intrinsic to who I am, being curious, loving fun, uh, loving adventure, those things have been true through my entire life. Right. And there's other bullshit that gets in the way and other like fear that gets in the way. But I don't feel like that's ever who I was, though I acknowledge that that is how people experience me and there is something to be said for that and you know maybe something to be apologized for too. Um, this is a really difficult <laughs> question to answer because <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like, Okay, are you your, you your personality, or are are you even like your own coherent consciousness? Because like, what if you lose like a part of your brain, or you get mm-hmm. brain damage, and then you experience the world completely differently? Mm-hmm. And even like we were talking a little bit about ego death. Like, if your ego dies, are you just like one little piece of like this grand collective of creation? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, <laughs> I don't oh. think you're your ego at all. Yeah, I don't think that's you. I think ego is like entirely bullshit. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so ego can help you navigate the world. That's great too. Grateful for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> can I ask another question? Yes. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this morning. Is a question for everybody here. Why do people love you? That is a great question. God, if I know. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> no idea. Been trying to figure it out. I don't want to, first, before I get into this, I don't want to sound that I'm full of myself, but I think that it's important <laughs> but... to recognize compliments and to accept them because mm. it helps you feel better about yourself. Yeah. I and also, been... like, what, sorry, real quick, the yeah. idea that, like, you're afraid of people thinking you're full of yourself, again, that's an unmet desire. They're jealous mm. that you are able to know yourself and love yourself. Are you sure you're not a therapist? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of therapies, though. <laughs> I've been told by people that I am a good listener and I hold a space in which they feel comfortable telling me things. Mm, I love that. Powerful. What about you, Ryan? You're in a powerful position. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And you go, by the way, I have a podcast. Uh, <laughs> I interview people so, for a living. Yeah. So I've listened so. to you. <laughs> Ryan, I want to listen to you. Mm-hmm. I don't have a good answer for that. Can I tell you why I like you, Ryan? Yeah, yes. tell me. Tell me. I like that you find joy and beauty in random things. I love going to like mm. shops on Magnolia with you. And then we'll go in and you'll just be like, look at this like tiny coin purse I found with muscle men on it. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so cool. I or mean, like, you I once mean, look yeah, at this yeah, apartment. Yeah, yeah. yeah and mm. and you once yeah, gifted me the show. Tibetan Book of Living and Dying on audio cassette. That's right. <laughs> wow. That's right. So yeah, that's what I like about oh, you. Well, there you go. Thanks. Glad mm. to hear that. Glad to hear that. Uh, my uh, my pack rat uh, kind of tendencies are appreciated. <laughs> it makes you a really good gift giver. Uh-huh. Yes, I've noticed. I I'd like to think so, but you know. We'll see. I mean, it's the thought that counts. The thought that counts, right? <laughs> Gift giving. I don't know. I wonder sometimes. I wonder sometimes. Like, is this? Is this? Is this something? Is this? 
Do I just like this? To quote my therapist, <laughs> Did I just get something I liked. When someone says something nice about you, even though you want to fight it, say thank you. Mm. That's it. That's good. Mm-hmm. Is I your think therapist people... pierogi? Oh, you. Ah, <laughs> um, let me. I want to go. I think people love me because I'm unafraid. Mm. It's Specifically, an thank you. And it, like, of course, it's ridiculous. I have a ton of fear. <laughs> but I think when I, you know, the way most people know me is like in a like as an artist. And I sh- try to, at least most of the time, I show up to that very unafraid. And people want that. And you can have that, too. The, the truth the truth, to being unafraid is just being op- open. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's as simple as open. And that's a frustrating answer because it's as easy as open. You could have done it all along. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it. But it's just like, whatever, just start today. After hearing you, after hearing everything you've said, it all does feel easy. <laughs> the way you yeah. you phrased everything today. Yeah. So, compl- without compliments. Fear. Yeah. Pedro, you're the last one. Well, first of all, I make pretty good drinks. I think people like that. Yes. Oh my god, so um, good. I tend to make people laugh, which they like, so that's good. I don't know. I'd like to think that in most situations, I bring a sort of lightness to things. Yeah. Um, Levity. Yeah. Sort of keep things, keep things, you know, levity. Yeah, that's yeah. the perfect word for it. So yeah. that. Yeah, you're like also just for making people feel good. Kind of, yeah, I guess. Or comfortable, at least. Mm-hmm. I was about to, to say a degree, that. Comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, comfort. Comfort. Comfort, comfort is what I like about I'm you. like a good cheeseburger. <laughs> comfortable, just loaded with dairy. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope all your listeners write in to your individual Instagrams and say why they love you. Oh, God. You I guys feel can like... have a little bit more. I don't want to cry. I'm holding, my, yeah, I'm holding no! my breath on that one. <laughs> Tears are great. Call I in, hope so. Call in listeners with why you like us. <laughs> oh boy. <What> a... <laughs> but first, we actually do have some listeners who have called in. Oh yeah. I think it's time that we switched over to our favorite game, Woo. Hashtag Mood. Who would like to play? Woo. Let's play. Uh, I would. Drew, hit that theme Let's song. Once again, gotta thank Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty for making that amazing theme song. (laughs) But hashtag mood, Tessa, hashtag mood is this game that we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we're going to do is, well, actually, we're going to introduce an old fan favorite. It is the one, the only, Mrs. Potts. Uh, You've already seen her a little bit. She is our unofficial mascot because Pierogi's the official mascot. She, in the times of yore, was our mood holder, the arbiter of moods. Guests would come and they would write moods on little pieces of paper and stick them in her head. And we would draw from those to pick something to playlist. But now she is taking a break while we go over to the Tunes and Tumblers hotline to play a message left to us by a fan. We will listen to that, and then each of us will have the opportunity to pick one song to match it. So, without further ado, Drew, what are we? Uh, what are we playlisting? You have one new message. Hey, it's Malik, and again, I mean, I don't want to say again. Ah, I already, I already, I already 
messed up the dismount. Anyway, <laughs> huge fan of the podcast. I would say that my mood right now is weirdly enough optimism. Uh, started the cool new job. The pandemic is like at a point where things are opening up and seeing dates on calendars and having a cool job and my own podcast going well. There's like just optimism in the air. So like, I'm trying to find try to make it cooler than just hey things feel like they're getting better. But that's my choice. I hope I don't sound too cringy, and I hope you caught the beginning. But uh oh, <laughs> have a great night, and thank you so much for choosing me. If you do, that's thank great, you, one. Malik. All right, Malik. Yeah, Malik. Oh, and we're leaving it all in. <laughs> <laughs> you did great, Malik. I like that. I like that we have really embraced optimism on this episode. I don't know. We don't do that very often, do we? <laughs> it, I mean, it's been 2020 most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Who would like to take this away first? Mine's nice and quick and easy. Feel Good by Polo and Pan. Just a nice little, nice little light, airy, sunny beat. And you just say, feel good, feel good. You know I like to feel good. Ooh, yeah. So, yeah, Polo and Pan, feel good. <laughs> Mine uh, is, if it feels good, do it by Julia Noons. Yeah. <laughs> and that chorus is, if it feels good, do it. If it feels good, uh, yeah. So if it feels good, do it. If it feels good, do it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, do it. No pressure. Love it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. My song is sort of on the nose toward Malik getting a new job. Congrats, Malik. Hope it's, hope it's kicking off strong. Found a job. Talking heads. Oh yeah, nice. Some uh, yeah. songs about building and foods or buildings and food. Nice. Congratulations, Malik. Congrats. Uh, mine is kind of in that vein. This is a song I used to play at the end of every work week. We would wrap up filming and I would have my little jam box speaker and I would start playing music from my cart. And it was always the very first song I would play is Weekend by Priory. This song from 2014, the chorus goes, hell yeah, I just got paid. It's time to get things started. Hell yeah. Yep. And you play that at the t- at the beginning of the workday. Yes. No. <laughs> Does anyone remember Just Got Paid, Let's Get Laid by The Millionaires? Oh, that's a song? That's just been my, you know, life motto. <laughs> <laughs> that's MySpace vibes. No. What, yeah, what, was that early 2000s? I mean, I want to say the year is like 2007, but I don't know. Damn. No. It's on the playlist, though. <laughs> so playlist now about to be we're going to listen. Fire. Like uh, how the last playlist had the, uh, the the barking dogs on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was, so there's this pop book that I like, I have of all the like top charting hits from like 1955 mm-hmm. to the 90s and there's one of dogs barking oh susanna from 1955 wow and it charted it's like this, in the top 20 this is what people were into amazing <laughs> can i mention another yeah. song just to get it on there of course oh, yeah. zombie by orla garland she's she's an indie artist gosh she's so good and that song's great and her new her new album's coming out so shout out <laughs> now she's on the playlist <laughs> yeah, baby. Say adr uh orla gartland and the song but- is zombie Right, but did you, you said she was she's an ADR artist or oh, something? Oh, indie. Oh, indie <laughs> artist. I yeah. thought there was an acronym, a new acronym that I, a new genre. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you got to keep up with the TikTok lingo. <laughs> oh no. Oh, Ooh, so wait, I have another one from Malik. Uh, super Bloom by Mr. Wise. Yes. Nice. That's when I super bloom. Yes. Yep. So good. I mm-hmm. love that song. Resilient little thing. Just like uh, Mama made me. Mama made no me. one needs to save me. Yes. Mm. I love how empowering her music is. Me too. Mm-hmm. It's always been that way. Yeah. I've been a huge fan since 
day one mandy i love we you love work. you yes we're obsessed <laughs> with you <laughs> we love you hello gorgeous you guys ever see that on snl no <laughs> yeah right, I, right, I, you I know, know. Yeah. i know it i know it before we start talking about snl i'm gonna bring us back have a mood of your own leave us a message by calling or texting tunes and tumblers at 626-604-6477 tell us what you're doing for your hot vac summer and who knows, your favorite <laughs> artist might just hear your voice on the air. It is last call. Uh, the lights are turning on. Somebody cut the music. The bouncer is giving us that like, come on, you got to get going. Look, I knew we forgot to pay the electric bill. Yeah. <laughs> so before we go, does anyone have any lingering thoughts about reimagining, about change, about being fearless, mm. about killing By your Taylor ego? Swift. <laughs> 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 lingering thoughts about killing your ego. Hmm. Oh, call oh, I your- got one. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, call your local radio station and ask for uh, them to play games by Tessa Violet. Yes. Oh, my God. Call your local alt station. If any DJs are listening to this, please play games by Tessa Violet. It's a good song. Thank you so much for joining us on the pod today. Before we go, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah. Follow me on socials at Tessa Violet and check out my Spotify and stream games. Uh, (laughs) Yo, I'm a good time and I'm a really good songwriter. So vibe it. (laughs) Vibe it do it thank you again tessa for joining us this Thanks was an absolute <laughs> pleasure and uh hopefully this is the last gaslighter you'll have in your life i hope not gosh this drink was so good i wish i could have another right now <laughs> yeah well, Makes I mean, you want to we'll, get back we'll into the gaslighters reci- we'll have the recipe up so like <laughs> yes. everyone, everyone can try it i like that you i mean you have the menu but like everything under gaslighter is question marks oh yeah i didn't want you to know what it's actually in it before Ooh. you try it i like it and thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast. Be sure to like the show and Atwood on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out so much. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers. 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 cheers.